views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Benny. Oh, welcome back, everyone, to the Dr. Pat Show. Somebody asked me, Benny, uh, and thank you, Benny, for playing the songs. I've asked uh, Jessica and Moon to send you a few of these. This song in particular is very important to me. If you listen to it, uh, you might be able to recognize who it is. It is Donna Summer. But it is one of the songs, one of my all-time favorite songs of Donna Summer, that, that is about independence and the state of independence. And, you know, she was clearly looking at her roots when she wrote that song, and in the spirit, as I said before, uh, uh, as 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 uh, uh, Boyd uh, put it, Boyd Varty put it in his talk and his life with Nelson Mandela, I am because of you. And I want to start the show with those with those words. And I want to give those words to someone that I that you've heard on the show before. And it is John Donnelly and the Tick-Borne Disease Alliance. And truly, I am because of you. John. And the reason that I can say that is that John Donnelly is a a warrior and he's become a warrior in action, as David Eisen talked about before. You know, many of us grew up in the 60s, burning bras, marching on Washington, fighting for rights that we never thought really that we'd see in our lifetime. And here we are now. Now we have a different team of warriors coming to the forefront. These are warriors that are coming about our health, our wellness, aging gracefully in the country, and finding alternatives to healing that are not necessarily supported by the conventional modalities, but more importantly, shining the light on areas of illness that aren't even recognized, and tick-borne diseases right up there at the top of the list, and thank goodness for John and some of the other people that have come out And have said, we're not going to go quietly in the night. So how is John doing that? John Donnelly is a 24-year-old man who has joined forces to launch Bike Back for a Cure. It is a cross-country bike tour to build support in the fight against tick-borne diseases. Lyme being one of them. But trust me, the list of co-infections from that tick bite will startle you. The tour began on Sunday, September 29th when John crossed the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco and concluded on Sunday, December 1st. Today on the 11th, my birthday, uh, he, cro- he, he is here to talk about what he's learned, what this, what this warrior has, has brought to the forefront, and what have the stories that he has heard, how have they changed him forever? I would imagine that when he started this tour in September and even before that, he was a, a particular man named John Donnelly. I believe he has changed, and we're going to find out why. John, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Pat, and happy birthday. Yeah. And thank you so much for that generous introduction. 
Yeah, I got to tell you, I didn't think I'd make this birthday because my healing journey was like uh, you talking to all these people out there. Uh, I I didn't know if I'd be alive to have this birthday. And thanks to you and the folks at the Tick-Borne Disease Alliance and others, uh, we are here and our voices are louder than ever. John, how has this trip changed you from day one to your wrap-up? Let's start there. In so many ways that I probably won't realize until I get a little bit more perspective mm-hmm. on it, but mm-hmm. um, it, it was probably the, the single most real and life-changing experience of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is all due to the people I met along the way. I spoke with hundreds of Lyme disease patients across the country from all sorts of different backgrounds, spoke with physicians, researchers, professors. And, um, you know, there's something, you know, very meaningful and almost naked about those conversations. You Mm -hmm. know, people are talking about an experience that's not just uncomfortable, but almost traumatic in a sense. You know, it's amazing that the stuff people have gone through on their path to receiving a diagnosis and then getting treatment for these diseases. So um, I, I met, you know, a lot of people who have pretty much been through hell with these diseases. But in that, I've also met a, a lot of brave people. And, it's, you know, the stories of private heroism yep. that have inspired me and um, encouraged me moving forward. But I'm also realizing, you know, we're just scratching the yes. surface yes. with these diseases. I mean, we are very much pioneers, you know, acknowledging the great unknown. But um, I, I've definitely been shaped by the, the people I've met and, you know, the, the conversations I've had with them. Is there a memorable moment or moments that, you know, taught, that come to the list and say, oh, my gosh, uh, I will never forget this? When I was in Kansas, it, it just I, I keep coming back to Kansas because it, it's such a good example of where we're at with these diseases. You know, Kansas is a state where Lyme disease isn't acknowledged by a lot of the doctors. And because of that, a lot of patients go sick with this disease, you know, undiagnosed for many years. And they see upwards of 50 physicians on their way to getting a proper diagnosis. And I met with a woman named Ken Bryant in Oberlin, Kansas. And, um, you know, this disease has you know, basically massacred her her body. She's lost organs because of this disease, and it's ruined her financially. And, uh, you know, it's one thing to talk about the human suffering that's been caused by these diseases, but Mm -hmm. to see it in the flesh and blood, and to see it happen to someone who's just such a genuinely Mm -hmm. good person. Um, And even with that, like, just her capacity for compassion and, and hope, you know, even though, you know, everything she's experienced mm-hmm. on the way to getting a diagnosis basically tells her she shouldn't trust people. Mm-hmm. She's still very hopeful. And, um, you know, I'm just realizing, you know, that there's so much more we need to learn about these diseases. And, and a lot of people are, are really suffering out there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I could share this without crying. I'm going gonna, gonna to do my best. Um, wow. Uh, For those of us that have gone down a similar path and have spent every dime we've ever saved to save our lives, uh, and the reason we've done that is because we embarked on a journey where no one knew what was wrong with us except for a handful. I'm very, very grateful, John, as I share this with you, 
there was a reason I moved to the state of Washington, and I moved to one of the most incredible, holistic meccas, I think, in the country, if not the world, at some level. And, you know, I am surrounded by doctors, MDs, NDs, nurses that have shined, just absolutely just have shined the light on a disease that the CDC here didn't recognize in 2004. You know, when I went to the CDC for a Lyme disease test and I had someone with me, they weren't going to give it to me. And the only reason they gave it to me is because I said I was from New Jersey. Now we're reading about people like uh, Kamea, a 14-year-old girl who contracted Lyme at the age 10, uh, MS symptoms, and was in a wheelchair in April of 2013. And because of you and because of some of the doctors that also would not go quietly in the night, people are stepping out and saying and demanding we have to do something about it. Have you seen that dialogue or shift come to the forefront from some of the professionals, for some of the people, the doctors that you've talked to? Where are the doctors in this game now? Have they, have they, are they ready to rise up here, John? I mean, I, I think we just need doctors with open minds and, mm. and open hearts. I mean, the worst thing a doctor can be is, is narrow-minded with mm. these diseases. Mm. And a lot of research has come out in the last years. Yeah. You know, we're still in the very early stages of understanding yeah. these diseases. So I think it's something doctors um, really need to be educated about, and they need to want to be educated about it. Mm-hmm. So from the doctors I spoke with, I, I met with some amazing doctors um, who, you know, take advice from their patients. Mm-hmm. They, they listen to their patients and treat people clinically mm-hmm. based on what they're saying, mm-hmm. not based on, you know, a definition of a disease that, that's decades mm-hmm. old. So I think, you know, we really need to redefine what these diseases are. And a big mm-hmm. part of that is um, physicians being willing to yeah. relearn some things. Let's talk about some statistics for a minute. Uh, how many miles did you actually? Uh, how many miles did you actually do? I'm just curious. So overall, 3,700 miles. Wow, dude, you must be in great shape. Uh, <laughs> I'm just thinking. Well, I'm planning to ride with you. As a matter of fact, um, uh, I am going to be starting a campaign to bring you and the bike tour to Seattle. I'm just telling our listeners now. You're going to hear a lot about it. We're going to need your help to make this happen here. Because we live in Washington State that was very late in the game to even believe that Lyme disease even even existed. So when you're looking at people that have gone through pain and suffering, fibromyalgia symptoms, people in this state misdiagnosed and not getting treatment are now coming to the forefront. So this is very symbolic for you to come here next year. But uh, how much money did you raise? Right now we've raised 33000 Nice. Um, our initial mm. goal was was fifty thousand, okay. and you know, as, as we go forward, we need like hundreds of millions yes. of dollars. To, I know it. To, yeah. I know it. And hopefully, though, you have started something. So this is what I see. I mean, you doing what you did, hopefully, will create a, a, a ripple effect. You know, so we get some of these actors, some of these people, celebrities that have been suffering for years. <laughs> a lot of these actors that have dropped off the screen for very good reason. People that are in the forefront to say, we're not going to have our 10-year-old suffer. We're not going to have our 50-year-old suffer. We're not going to have anybody suffer, and there's something we could do. Why did you go to Washington, D.C. on the 4th? What did, you, what, did, what did you do there? Why was that important? Right. We had our Senate staff briefing mm-hmm. uh, on December 4th, and, yeah. and that was kind of like the culmination of this ride. You know, we had a lot of momentum that was mm-hmm. built off it. 
and basically went there to make our case yeah. to the Senate mm-hmm. about why this disease deserves more research mm-hmm. and more funding and some of the legislative acts we'd like to push for. So I was there with, um, you know, three other patients who shared their stories, you know, very powerful mm-hmm. testimonies. And they mm-hmm. basically, they, they reached these Senate staffers on, on a deeply, you know, human and, and personal level. You know, they, they left this meeting scared just seeing how devastated these people were. Mm-hmm. And then Dr. Alcott was there, yeah. um, Dr. Osfeld and Dr. De La Mora. Mm-hmm. And these people are all very insightful and, mm-hmm. and passionate. And I think they made a good case you know, about why we need more funding. So yeah. I think the Senate staffers, they definitely learned something, and there were about 50 of them there. So hopefully something comes from that, you know, but also what I'm learning right now is, you know, help and, and strength really needs to come from within the community mm-hmm. first. Tell me about your experience with uh, your sponsors. And I, I really got to let's give a shout out for, uh, you know, Tick-Borne Disease Alliance. And, and for those folks out there, let's make sure we give out your website and give out their website. I mean, wow, what courage they had to get right behind you on this. Let's talk about them for a minute. How instrumental have they been in, in you know, creating that grassroots moment to move this bill through? Or whatever bill is going to come through, what can you? What can we share about them, and how can people find out more about them? I mean, it, they've been amazing. I kind of walked into their office <laughs> with, you know, this vague notion that I was going to bike across the country, and you know, someone could have been like, "Oh, this kid's just freaking impulsive," <laughs> but you know, they, they embraced me. You know, um, arms wide open, like they 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 really wanted to do something that was national in scale. Mm-hmm. And that would be able to bring together the many support groups across America under a single cause. You know, I feel like community has been lacking mm-hmm. in this conversation. And from this ride, I think, you know, we've really kind of been a catalyst for communal conversation. And we've done that through social media. Um, but, yeah, they, they've been amazing. This ride would not have been possible without them. And uh, David Roth and Jody Nass, yeah. you know, I consider to be, you know, my, my biggest advocates yeah. and uh, definitely mentors of mine. And you can find all information about the Tick-Borne Disease Alliance at tbdalliance.org. That's TBD as in Tick-Borne Disease Alliance.org. And then we're still putting out videos on the Facebook page. So right. that's facebook.com slash Alliance. And we are on the Dr. Pat Facebook at the Dr. Pat Show dot com um, or Facebook at the Dr. Pat Show. We are also posting and supporting, you know, one of the, the commitment that we've made here uh, to the to to this is, uh, John, to build a platform to bring you to the greater Seattle area sometime next year. And, you know, that is our commitment. I look forward to connecting with the folks uh, at the at Tickborne Disease Alliance and you. And starting the planning for that, um, you know, do, do, do you believe you're done? What, what, what do you see for the future for yourself? I mean, what's next on the agenda? What can people do to best support this so that we don't forget what this is? Clearly, we're getting information now that are coming out research. The CDC made a modest correction in the number, which all of us know is like way lower by about 10 than yeah. their understatement of 12 
uh, you know, they said 30,000 and then they said, oh, we think we're off by 10 cases per person. That equates to 300,000. Most experts say, uh, we think you're off by about 20. But where do we go? I mean, really, they do. Where do yeah. we go from? Because they're not counting the misdiagnosis. They're not counting MS, rheumatoid arthritis. You know, you know, and this is what Dr. Horowitz talks about, right? So where do we go from here? What do we need to know? What do we need to do for the next leg of supporting this for you? Right. I, I mean, you know, this this was a, a big campaign, and yep. we had the victory lap in New York City, but it all feels so preliminary. Yes, it is. It, you know, it feels like, you know, it's preparing us for bigger projects yes. that are glimmering on the horizon. So, yes. you know, from this, we, we can take a lot of things. You know, we have a very strong and smart community. We all need to work together. We need to collaborate. Mm-hmm. Um, and we need to become goal-oriented, you know, focusing on things that will make a tangible difference. You know, that mm-hmm. diagnostic test, I feel, is a real linchpin to making a meaningful difference in this fight. So yeah. with uh, that, you yeah. know, we, we need a lot of funds. I, I think the diagnostic is important for a couple of reasons. But if you were to ask somebody like me, I probably wouldn't say it was number one. I think the diagnostic is going to be important because it's going to open the door for people to have treatment paid for, right? Because we mm-hmm. all know that if you cannot get a diagnostic, right, that an insurance company can put a code to, you're not going to get paid for it. There's nobody's going to cover it. And the people that I think you've come across, they've gone through their life savings, bankruptcy stories, just trying to figure it out. Uh, they've been told that they have psychological illness, that they're mental. I bet you've heard all of this. And yeah, I think yeah, you're right. A lot the, of ambiguity yeah. and human suffering comes from. Yeah. yeah. Now, the reason we're even having this conversation, right? is because in the area of diagnosis, diagnostics, we have made some progress, right? Otherwise, I couldn't talk to you about it if there wasn't a test other than the old 31-year-old test. But you're right. talking about a different test. You're talking about an official diagnostic tool that will allow people to see this is where I am and this is what I need to do to get it changed, right? Aren't right. They, that's what yeah, we're that's talking measurable, about. and it, most importantly, mm-hmm. probably, it's agreed upon yep. by the entire medical community. That's the key. Right. Right. And then it opens up the door for treatment because the diagnostic is the part first part. The second part then is it's got to open up the door for people to get the treatment that they need to heal, not the treatment that some medical board thinks will heal. And I think that's really part of the conversation too, isn't it? How many people did you talk to uh, and what kinds of things did they try to get well? And what did you try? What did you Hundreds use? of people. You know, yeah. People basically, you know, they, they will try. I mean, you have to have an open mind when you're trying to take care of this disease. You know, I kind of feel like we're, you know, a generation of guinea pigs getting, you know, treated by, by doctors. And, and it's really become an art form for doctors. So me personally, I mean, I, I did um, intravenous antibiotics when I was really sick as a kid. Mm-hmm. I did um, rocephin. Um, more recently, when I got very sick in college, I did combinations of oral antibiotics. I did supplements. I did vitamins. I did herbals. You know, I, I did it all, really. Um, and I think what a lot of patients believe is it, it's not just the antibiotics that will do it for you. You know, you really have to boost your immune system also. And I know this is something that Katina Macris really believes in. Absolutely. Absolutely. She's someone I have a lot of respect for and has healed herself 
So um, yeah, we got to give a shout out to her and the fact that uh, the Dr. Patro and Limelight Radio. She's a host on Transformation Talk Radio, folks. If you want to know anything at all about Lyme disease and the people she's talking with, bam, go to Limelight Radio. But you're right. I mean, wow. Yeah, she's she's amazing. Mm. Uh, I want to tell you something. If you don't believe that you're having an effect, I want to tell you, I'm going to give you an example, John, and maybe you can think about this as you plan the next, the next part for you. I know that, that whenever we finish something like this, I went through this on my own journey, my own research, there'll, there'll become a time where you'll think, oh, my gosh, I, 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 I'm now sitting here and I don't have this thing to do. Here's what I want to say to you. You do have this thing to do. If you did nothing but stay on top of the stories that are now coming to the forefront, thanks to you and people like you, you'll know you've made a difference. And let me just give you one to think about. The first case ever in the state that I'm from, and for those of you that live in western uh, New Jersey, OMG, the deer are domesticated. And if you don't think they are carrying the ticks, think again. First time in one of the richest counties in New Jersey. Are you ready for this? Google it later. The State Department held statewide advisory in New Jersey now, thanks to you and, and, and the folks at Tick-Borne Disease Line, advisory about a rare, they call it, tick-borne disease to doctors. Public health officials urging physicians to consider it as a possible cause for patients with viral encephalitis or meningitis. But here's the deal. It is a tick virus. Uh, I don't even know how to say it. Uh, uh, Powassan virus, I guess, or something. Yeah, okay? that's a scary one. The first fatality comes out of the state of Washington, uh, state of New Jersey. Why? Because it only needs 15 minutes to spread. This is a death. It is shine the light. It's in the paper. So, John, if you go to bed at night and you think, have I made a difference? Read this article and know that you have. Yeah, I absolutely will. And I mean, that just speaks to the, the big issue. It, it's not just Lyme disease. It's all these tick-borne diseases. There's mm-hmm. a dozen known pathogens. Mm-hmm. There's probably many more out there that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And it's very scary, especially when doctors don't know mm-hmm. what the cause of the illness is. You know, mm-hmm. I met people just, you know, basically driving around on this tick-borne disease van. People would come up to me and be like, you know, my, my cousin mm-hmm. died of encephalitis. And it was caused by a tick bite, and, and the doctors had no idea mm-hmm. until they pulled the tick off them. It's just, uh, mm-hmm. it, it's crazy, you know, how, how dangerous they can be. And that's something people need to be aware of. And also, let's talk about the resources that are available on your site, because people can find doctors. As a matter of fact, one of the uh, most impactful talk at the uh, Lyme disease conference was by a doctor, a woman in New Jersey. Uh, this is a state that has been in complete denial about the disease. And, you know, uh, it's unfortunate people had to die for it to come to the forefront. But you have a lot of resources out there, John. Um, we look forward to bringing you to Western Washington uh, next year, hopefully, with the folks at Tickborne Disease Alliance. What's the website? Tell folks about the resources. And, again, thank you so much. I would like to bring you back in a month as well. Because I want to talk with you, hopefully by then, about what our plan is for Seattle. Yeah, I would love that. Um, Tick-Borne Disease Alliance, they do a doctor referral program. And you can access that at their website at tbdalliance.org. And they're also starting a physician education program. 
so doctors, you know, probably starting in the Northeast, will be more educated about all the various tick-borne diseases and mm-hmm. different ways that they're, you know, diagnosed and treated. Well, I'm hopefully those are the doctors on the East and the doctors on the West can come together so that we can bring the middle to the forefront of awareness. John, I can't thank you enough. Uh, you and I will be connecting with the folks uh, out there at Tick-Borne Disease Alliance so that we can plan the future of bringing awareness to the forefront about this. Thank you for joining me, John. Thank you all for tuning us in, turning us on. We will see you next time on the Dr. Pat Show. Let's go out and it can be The Tick-Borne Disease Alliance, TBDA, has just launched Fight Back for a Cure, a new national grassroots campaign to build support for the fight against tick-borne diseases. This fall, 24-year-old John Donnelly is biking across America to meet others affected by tick-borne diseases and raise awareness about the national tick-borne disease epidemic. TBDA wants you to get involved in the campaign and follow John's journey. To learn more, visit fightbackforacure.org. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Come alive and shine with the Alive and Shine radio show with Adil and Savitri. Widen your perspective, learn to heal yourself, and clarify your power of choice so that you feel truly alive and shine. The Alive and Shine radio show is your how-to guide for creating a life in which your dreams come true. Listen live each Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time on KKNW or at aliveandshineshow.com. Are you interested in learning about how to add more eco-conscious living into your life? Amy Tuwillis, broker and owner of Rhino Rise Realty, is dedicated to helping people buy and sell healthy homes. She strives to educate people on incorporating more green features into your environment. Rhino Rise Realty wants to be a resource before, during, and after a transaction. Whether someone is buying or selling a single-family home, multifamily, condo, or investment property, Rhino Rise can provide the service and knowledge that is needed to make informed decisions. For a free market analysis or more information about greening your home, contact Amy at rhinoroz.com, R-H-I-N-O-R-O-Z.com, or call 206-508-1250. Rhino Roz Realty, charging on your behalf in the Northwest. Hey, Moon, you want to know something groovy? Yeah, Jess. What's that? Dr. Pat has been on the radio for 10 years. 10 years? Are you kidding me? That's awesome. I'll tell you what's awesome. She's bringing back the Pay It Forward campaign and Holistic Makeover to celebrate. If you want to know more or get involved, go to thedrpatshow.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thedrpatshow to get updates about everything we're doing. Hey, do you like free stuff? 
The Dr. Pat Show has an amazing giveaway program doing weekly giveaways on Facebook and Twitter. Go to Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the like button. Then go to Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and click the follow button. Then you can play along and enter to win some amazing prizes. Again, that's Facebook.com slash The Dr. Pat Show and Twitter.com slash The Dr. Pat Show. Tune in each Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio to Limelight Radio with Katina Macris. This is an inspirational, cutting-edge radio show educating worldwide listeners on a diversity of Lyme disease-related topics. Each week, Katina will interview some of the world's leaders in health, wellness, spirituality, and human potential. For more information, visit LimeLightRadio.com. Are you feeling stuck? Do you want to be free from fears and doubts and finally feel good about yourself, but you just don't know how to get there? Dr. Schaub's Accelerated Breakthrough Program provides you with the tools and solutions to go beyond your limitations and achieve self-empowered confidence. Call for your free phone consultation at 866-903-MIND. Visit CellularWisdom.com. That's CellularWisdom.com. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio, the home of some of the world's most inspiring talk radio hosts. Please stay tuned at the top of the hour. We will be bringing you another amazing, educational, and inspiring show to get you on the path to transforming your life. For more information about us, please visit our website, www.transformationtalkradio.com. That's www.transformationtalkradio.com. 